All right, y'all. It's C Blue here with the Canley Brash Podcast. We're back again for episode two. Hopefully, you caught episode one. If you didn't go back and listen to it, um, it's socialization and unlearning. It's a great foundation before you get into this episode. We are spending this cycle, this season, talking about the roaring 20s because I'm in my late 20s and I'm trying to figure out what's going on because literally some days I'm feeling it, some days I'm killing it, some days I'm utterly confused and taking L after L after L. So um, I had to sit down and think about what are some things that I'm taking L's on? One of the bigger things, of course, is dating and relationships. But that's why we talked about it in episode one because dating and relationships feels like a bigger L, but it's only feeling like it's a bigger L because I've been socialized to believe that. But this episode in particular, we're going to dive deeper into green flags. And because I know I'm single as shit and I'm absolutely, I want to be clear, this is not dating advice. I'm not giving out no dating advice with y'all because I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I'm just here to talk about my experiences. So I also decided to bring in some people that can talk about their experiences that may be a little bit more um, mastery in these skills because they actually like found green flags in each other enough to say, let's get married jagged edge no desperation though because that whole let's get married we not get no young girl we might as well do it absolutely not but they like each other enough to say they're gonna get married to each other which means they've seen some green flags that work for them so i decided to bring in some experts so y'all can hear from them talk about their green flags that they've noticed or just in general green flags that they see in each other that they enjoy they can appreciate um i can talk about some that i have seen in some relationships but then you know i was a little too toxic that's why it didn't work out i own it it was my fault probably so we're going to talk about that today. Hopefully you enjoy it. Uh, let's get into it. All right. So we are here with um, the incomparable Jasmine and her lovely fiance, Trey, because they in a relationship. So clearly they know about green flags. So I'm going <laughs> to let them also, I'm excited because they're not here with me. They're in Atlanta. And I'm in North Carolina. So this shit is lit because it's already across states. Hoes. So I'm going to go ahead and let them introduce themselves. And then we'll go from there. Go ahead. Okay. Hey, y'all. Uh, I'm Jasmine. I'm so y'all know me through Cerise, of course. Uh, we've been friends for a lot of years through college. Um, super excited to be here and talk to y'all. Super proud of my girl on the podcast, honey. Mm -hmm. Y'all ready to get into it. And Trey is my fiance. Uh, we've been together for how many? I don't know. All together. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't count the breaks. Years. Get rid of the get rid of the breaks too. Just go straight. I'll get rid of the, oh, break. rid of the breaks. Okay, we're gonna take the breaks out. Uh like yeah, almost years. five years. Yeah. Um, we got a, a interesting background. I'm sure we'll get into it, but uh, we dated in high school, took a little break in college and became adults and got back together and now we're about to be married mm -hmm. so we're excited to talk to you today don't y'all just love black love i mean like <laughs> like wow what because i would never date any of the niggas i dated from high school so <laughs> i love that for y'all i love that y'all refound each other which clearly i think makes y'all experts and ready to talk about green flags because y'all must have seen something in each other so early so young so green <laughs> you, had to, you had to spin the block again right because it was right. like we we usually don't re-spin the block not for no full relationship if we do re-spin the block we know what we're spinning the block for it's for a little yeah some some things that are happen late at night very quickly and then you leave and y'all yep. decided to spin the block for the whole thing the whole shebang which means that it's very green over there um sure. so 
we're talking about green flags. We for anybody that doesn't know or isn't familiar with the term, because I know we all know what red flags are, because we somehow in some way have learned them either like through hard life lessons, taking L's, all of the above. But green flags are literally the opposite of red flags. It's like literally the idea of a green flag that says, Oh, yes, now you should proceed in a relationship. It's that indicator of some kind of trait that makes you feel like this is actually a good person that I want to continue to pursue a relationship with. And so for you both to get us started, I kind of want y'all to tell me a little bit about like, did anybody actually teach you green flags or did you learn green flags as an opposition of a red flag? Like, how did you learn them? Where did that come from? You want to start? Yeah, I go. I would say originally my understanding of the flags were always green flags were the things that didn't apply to the red flags. You know, like you don't want somebody who is this, therefore you want somebody who is X, Y, and Z. I think as I got older and more mature, I started to understand green flags differently because when you base it upon the negative, you're pretty much still seeking negative to correct itself almost. Mm. And so I think now that I'm older a lot of the green flags that I look for were more of like positive affirmative things in a woman things that made her a better person not just a not bad person mm. you know yeah that's good and I would probably say like to your question about you know where you taught these things I would probably say not in so many words to be honest with you like I grew up in a single parent home you know I never saw my parents in relationship together so I never saw it like up close and personal, you know, um, but you know, my mom would give me like general things that I feel like every mother gave, like, you don't want a man that doesn't have a job. And my mom always say, you never mm -hmm. want a man that uh, can't fix stuff or, you know, a lazy man or something like that. Um, and she always made a point, you know, to make sure that I was like trying to be in a relationship with somebody who had the same like morals and values. Like he need to believe in God, stuff like that. But I feel like I learned like specific green flags through like trial and error, like mm -hmm. being in relationships with people, seeing how, you know, those relationships turned out and taking, you know, the good and bad components of those and then kind of making my own definition, I would say. Definitely. Because I was thinking like, kind of like you said, Jasmine, I feel like I was taught the resume version of green flags. Like, mm -hmm. oh, he's got a job. He don't have no felonies. Um, he, you know, what he talked to his mama um right. that kind of stuff right like stuff that like when people see him he looks well put together when people see him they think he's an amazing man but like that literally has no value at all to what kind of person he is and like I realized that that was not enough like that small preliminary checklist I mean well Period. you know and dating in a black male pool definitely depending on where you're dating may could be hard to find or could not but either way, that's not enough to determine like, oh, this can be my boyfriend or this could be my husband because yeah. I done met this man and he got a job and he talked to his mama. And mm -hmm. last time I checked, he don't have no rap sheet. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not the basic. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, you realize the bars on the floor for like standards yeah. of dating, especially it's like, and I'm like, dang, why didn't nobody give me the tea of like, no, you should be looking for like, actual personality characteristics of people yeah. when you date them as well and what does that look like and then that's when I realized everybody's need for certain green flags is different like right and it's like so then that kind of leads me into the next part of thinking about okay so for you to as a couple individually 
actually that doesn't make sense as a couple right (laughs) okay separately not as a couple you two individually what do you feel like are like the green flags that you needed in a partner um to be able to say like okay this is what i want to do i say for me one of the biggest green flags was i was comfortable being around her like all the time and in understanding that I'm at that point where I want to look for a wife and moving towards that life stage of marriage. I knew this is somebody who, if I can't spend, you know, a month in a house with you, how do you expect me to spend the rest of my life with you? You know, every day that I'm with you is always a tug and a tassel and a pull and a fight about little stuff, menial stuff. I know that's not going to last long. And I think one thing that the pandemic really did show me having to be like locked down in the house all day with Jasmine is like, I really like this girl. Like I really rock with her. Like I really can deal with living with her, seeing her 24 seven every day of the week, you know? And to Mm -hmm. me, I'm like, if I can be cool with that, that's a green flag to me that know that I can be cool with that, you know, for the rest of my life pretty much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I would say too, like green flags evolve, like what you needed in high school versus what you needed in college Mm -hmm. versus what you need in your twenties. Right. All of those things are different. And I feel like even when you're in a relationship with somebody, those things are going to continue to change and evolve. Like when Trey and I first got back together, you know, as adults, what I needed from him then is different from what I need from him now, being that, you know, we're mid to late 20s, about to get married, you know, building things together. I feel like they shift and you have to be open to that. But I will say like, the foundational stuff that we talked about, like that was an easy thing. Like I knew to your point earlier, I knew he loved his mama. I knew he loved God. I knew he was going <laughs> to always have a job. And he Trey is like a Jamaican. He worked like nobody <laughs> I ever met before. I boxes. Yeah, he, he had all those basic things. But I would say like to the core of it, one of the things that I feel like I never learned as, you know, from somebody or like a parent was like communication. Mm-hmm. And communication is like one of the biggest things because- I don't think I ever learned like what conflict resolution looked like or how do you Mm -hmm. disagree with somebody respectfully without, you know, cussing and fussing and stuff like that. And Trey is like cool as a fan, honey. Many things (laughs) don't ruffle his feathers. And you know me, I'm like, everything bothers me. Like I'm always kind of on (laughs) it, you know? So I'm making big deals about stuff. And he's just looking at me like, girl, like, it's going to be okay. Like, it don't take all that. You could calm down. So he's kind of like my balance in a lot of areas of our life, like where I'm really like rah, rah, and like all up in arms. He's the opposite. And that's what I need, where some people might be like, no, I need somebody that's going to go to, you know, toe to toe with me so we can get it out and be done. Mm -hmm. I don't operate like that. So I think we kind of balance each other out in a lot of areas. And in the same way with me being so chill, like some other dudes couldn't deal with a chick that may be high energy or may, you know, be high emotion or even be able to understand and comprehend what's going on on her side, because all they're looking for is somebody who is meek and chill and going to just ride the boat and do what they say, you know? So I think for us, that combination of personalities and us working together and realizing the good in that person even though you have to put up with some of you know those Mm -hmm. external shells they have developed over the years Mm -hmm. but really getting to know that person and seeing the true green flags within them that allow you to show more of yourself I think when Mm -hmm. that starts to feel natural that you're around that person you can show who you are I can 
tell her what's really on my mind and not feel like I'm gonna be judged for mm-hmm. it and then therefore resent her for how she commented on how I was feeling. You know, when you can get to that level of openness and comfortability, that's definitely the green flags that I see in our relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm, I think y'all have shown me a lot about myself in this moment because now I realize why I'm single. Um, oh, Lord. <laughs> I'm serious. So one, I would definitely say when I went down for your birthday, Jasmine, I definitely noticed mm-hmm. that about Trey. I was like, this nigga has never moved about shit. Like, right. He's like, and I would notice like Jasmine would be getting like flustered, like, oh, people not moving the way they need to or they're not in the right place. And, and he'd be like, Jazz, it's cool. Like, I got it. <laughs> and I'm like, damn that's good shit but then also thinking about what you said about like i can spend all this time with this person and be around them and still want to be around them and like not need a break and transparently there is not a person in my life that i feel that way about at all like i can't think of one human being where i like even mom i love my mama she in the other room and i'm like mom i gotta go away from (laughs) you and i just need a second okay (laughs) so it's like I, and even when it comes down to like even making sacrifices in my space and my time, I'm like, oh, even thinking about sharing my bed consistently, yeah. like I need to spread these legs out and you're not going to, you are disrupting that process. I don't, yeah. so I definitely, okay, that makes sense. That is a green flag, I think, to like someone enough to always want to be in communication or space with them, definitely a green flag. Realistically, when you okay so when you think about yourself when you were mm-hmm. dating like what did you want to project as green flags for who you are as a person and what you bring to the table yeah I feel like I always wanted somebody to view me as like being like a kind person you know just like compassionate like looking out for others somebody who's selfless um the other part of that, like when we talked about kind of the basics, I wanted somebody who viewed me as like a go-getter, a hard worker, like she independent. I don't have to like, you know, Jasmine not looking for me to always take her out and spend all my money. I don't have to bend over backwards, you know, financially for her because I know she can, you know, handle her own. So I wanted mm-hmm. somebody to kind of view me like that, but have the desire, you know, have a desire to spend the bag on me. Like I could do it myself, <laughs> but I want you to want to spend the bag on me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then too like I just really I've always wanted to be viewed as like somebody who's like in it to stick it out like if something goes wrong like I know Jasmine gonna hold me down I know push come to shove you know if our backs are against the wall in certain scenarios like she down the ride like I always just have wanted to be viewed like that in relationships because I feel like when you show up like that and you give people that energy, they give it back to you, you know? So I wanted somebody that was going to do all of those things for me. And then it just becomes like, it's a mutual thing. That's how we move. That's how our relationship is, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, at the core of it all, I just always wanted somebody to feel like I was like a safe space to like be who they are, to grow, you know, the way they need to grow. I'm going to challenge you. You challenge me. But, you know, Jasmine's going to hold me down. That's mm-hmm. me. Okay. Yeah, and I definitely think that's where the stars align because growing up, I grew up in like a single parent household. It was just my mom. And so she raised three boys pretty much teaching us how to not need a woman, you know, because she was such an independent woman who didn't need a man and could do for herself. Yada, yada, yada. She raised us in the same respect. Right. So me growing up, I always was like, I don't ever want to have a woman who's dependent on me, who's searching for me for my money or for my title or for my clout or for what I have. I want somebody who has their own and is sustainable on their own because that way I know they're an asset and not a liability, you know? Mm. And I think for me, knowing Jazz that she had her stuff together, of course she checked all the boxes, but also (laughs) the fact that 
she was she wanted to be a person who was open and willing and trusting and because she wanted that she allowed herself to be vulnerable so that way i could you know release some of the things and communicate with her what's going on internally with me so that way we can build that connection mm -hmm. and i think a lot of times it's the desire of both people mm -hmm. in the situation both of y'all have to want to be better people for the other person mm -hmm. and for yourselves and for that collective union of you too you know yeah. and i will say too like i know this is kind of cliche but people always say like you want to be in love with you know somebody who's your friend like trey is literally like my friend like we were friends when we were kids you know mm -hmm. so to have a foundation there we we know if push comes to shove like everything in a relationship is not going to be perfect but that's my friend and i know he respects me you know i know he respects my time i know he thinks that i have good intentions you know i'm not like a malicious person or anything but i feel like when you can build like a basic you know deep friendship with somebody and you keep growing that friendship that makes the relationship part a lot easier when things do become difficult or when you know y'all are dealing with tougher decisions and tougher mm -hmm. situations I know that's my friend you know he's not gonna do me wrong you know he's not gonna do anything that's gonna fundamentally hurt me because that's my friend and he respects who I am as a person I agree I agree with that you know what y'all have y'all have changed my mind it's not me it's these niggas <laughs> It's, it's these, these niggas. niggas. It's these <laughs> niggas. Cause I, I do what I'm supposed to do. I'm doing those yes. things. Okay. Anybody want to yes. follow up? Well, don't slide in my DMs now because it's summertime. It's getting hot outside. And I'm, okay. I'm, I got to be single for another cycle. But come, <laughs> come October, hit me up if you okay. Because I'm doing it too. Okay. So then with with you guys, let's 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 rewind. Let's go back in the timeline. So okay. when y'all rekindled, like what was the the green flag moment for both of y'all where you were like i think i want to do this shit again with you so ironically enough when jazz re-entered my life it was at a, a darker time like my dad had just passed oh, and jazz God. flew in town to attend the funeral services and ironically enough when she came by my mom's house earlier in the week you know just to stop by and say what's up to the family like as soon as she walked in the door it was like the connection never left I'm you know pass out man what <laughs> <laughs> like we didn't have to necessarily say too much to each other but we didn't we, we didn't end with any like malice or heartbreak right. and it wasn't a turmoil breakup mm -hmm. you know prior to and we've always been cool and cordial since then so when she walked back in the house it was almost like saying what's up to the homie again you know mm -hmm. like oh that's good to see you yada 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 so we chop it up, make jabs at each other's other significant others at the time, you know, <laughs> here and there. I think, I think homeboy looked like me. Oh, okay. oh girl, ain't like that cute. You know what I'm saying? Little stuff like that. Y'all are hilarious. So, <laughs> petty. It was petty. But I think the comicalness of it showed both of us that there was still some lighthearted friendship there. Mm -hmm. And that's where we started to rekindle the flame. We noticed that there was still a friendship there and that we yeah. could be cool. And then we start getting cool and then cool turned into hot you know <laughs> yeah. it is it went from like zero to 100 really quick but you know like you said and going back to my point that i made about friendship you know when i found out that his dad passed my innate you know 
my nature, the person that I am is like, that's my friend. Let me go home, you know, and be there for the family. Because if you think about it, you know, Trey and I have known each other since we were like 14. So Mm -hmm. not only did like, I know his dad and have a relationship with him. I understood their relationship, you know, and I, I was close with Trey's mom and his brothers and, you know, the list goes on and on. So it wasn't a second thought. I was like, that's my friend. You know, I understand what he's going through. Let me hop on the plane and go home. So the intentions were never like, oh, let me go to Atlanta to see what's, what's up, you know, so I could shoot my shot again. It was none of that. Like that was never my intention doing that. But like he said, it's almost like things just kind of fell back into place. Like it was like we hadn't lost no time. And because he's my friend, like I was comfortable with him. And I really will say like, the stars God really had a plan it was nothing that like Trey and I put together because Mm -hmm. right after that everything just started like moving at lightning speed Trey got a new job in Atlanta Mm -hmm. he was you know planning roots I was living in Chicago at the time I got a job offer in Atlanta to come back so I'm like okay bet by this point I was moving back home within like three months of this happening Mm -hmm. so everything happened so quickly and I bought a house Yeah. yeah bought a house all this stuff started happening but at the base of it all, it was like, okay, one, he's still my friend. We still got the chemistry. You know, of course, I'm still attracted. He attracted. We looking at each other, you know, across the room. So all of that was still there. That was easy. But I could tell, like, the person that he was when we were teenagers, he was still, like, that person at his core. But, you know, he was more mature. He was thinking about building for the future. He was ready, you know, to build a family and start a life and all of these things. And that's where I was, too. And because we already knew all this background stuff about each other, we could skip all those steps. Like, what's your favorite color? <laughs> you know, when your birthday? Like, yeah, we didn't have to do all of that because we already knew each other. So by this point, we have a deeper conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, are you where, where are you at financially? Like, are you investing? Are you saving for the future? What is your debt to income ratio? You know, we're having deeper <laughs> conversations at this point because this is why already, I'm single. Nigga, what's yeah, my what? <laughs> yeah, we had already skipped those like elementary like foundational steps and it's just like as things started happening in our lives you know I wanted him to be a part of everything and vice versa so it's just like okay and Trey told me straight up like if we get back together I'm not getting with you to play like we gonna be together like I know that's right he he was straight up he was not playing no games with me honey he was like if we doing it we doing it for the long haul and I was just like well okay let me know you know that's the green flag right there that's the yes that's any man that don't want to play about you that's a green flag and I feel like I haven't met men that that move like that like I have men in my dms that be doing shit like um let's go on a date this weekend I'm like cool you let me know weekend comes weekend passes don't hear from the nigga two weeks later man you be playing huh no you be playing you You literally told me what you wanted me to send you a reminder that you told me i'm not your secretary you want me to be your father bentley and your girlfriend that don't work i can't do it i don't have the time and it's funny because i'm reading a book right now called um black girls must die exhausted and part of the book this lady is like this older lady's telling this younger girl like if the man doesn't have any plans for you, that's not your man. Like y'all could be going on dates. He could be posting you on the gram. If he has no plans or intentions for you, that's not your man. You know, he don't want to be with you. Mm-hmm. If he can't sit down and like clearly articulate to you and other people, his true intentions for you. And then he's put an action behind that. He's not yours. He belongs to the streets. <laughs> Try to have plans for me, honey. He did. He's ain't about to play with you good. Come on. You know, you know, you're my wife. Stop playing with me. Okay. Mm-hmm. From my standpoint, though, it was one of those things where 
it's easy. Well, I would say for a guy, it's easy to kind of do whatever you want. You know, you could string a girl along. You could be serious if you wanted to. You could do whatever. And that's where a lot of girls end up hurt because you just sit around playing. But with jazz, I knew, you know what I'm saying? I could see jazz's quality. So mm-hmm. me not being dumb, I know jazz can pull niggas if she want to pull niggas. That's a fact so, in there. You know, so I'm looking at her like, all right, bet. I'm trying to holler. And if I'm a holler, I'm letting you know all the rest got to go, mm-hmm. you know? So pretty much I came at her with that energy because that's the energy I wanted back. Right. I wanted somebody who also wanted me in that same sense, who wasn't just like, oh, this is a good situation to be in. Mm-hmm. I wanted somebody who wanted like a good man that could be the head of their household, head of their family and all those good things, you know? And so because I knew that, well, I could tell that that's what she wanted and mm-hmm. that she was seeing that in me. To me, that was just green flag after green flag. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, and I, I, I never honestly, I think sometimes we get into this space of like, okay, the man is supposed to like come with all these attributes, but we don't actually directly talk about like what attributes women sometimes lack or don't have or need to have more of. And like, I, I definitely have realized it in myself. I sometimes tend to give off this very like, nonchalant like I don't really care if you don't care kind of attitude Mm -hmm. and I think I do it as like a coping mechanism of like I don't want to get my feelings hurt and so I'm gonna wait until you sprinkle out whatever you got going on before I share anything and then men I've had men tell me like I thought you ain't like me like that and I was like oh no I did for real for real I really really liked you like like scale of one to ten you was probably an eight and it was like what you not one time gave me no you like me on eight vibes and I'm like uh what I I don't know I mean yeah and I was gonna say I think it's like a delicate balance to that too because you know I know women who go all in every time they have a man like oh my god I love him so much he's the best (laughs) thing I ever met I'm spending money we taking trips like they go hard like they dive in head first Mm -hmm. but you can't give everybody that energy especially when you've been in situations where you've been hurt right so Therese you know me and you go back like I know the history so I can understand why you know, you move that way in a lot of situations. But I think when you find the person that is giving you like the energy that you really want, that you really connect with, I think those boundaries and those walls will start to fall down. Because right now it's just a defense mechanism because you're just like, okay, I done been with these niggas. You know, I done gave my good energy, my good time to them, my good years. And now, you know, it didn't work out. So I get it. But it's definitely a delicate balance to it. Like you can't give everybody everything, but if you identify like, okay, this is really somebody that has like, he a strong, strong contender, then you got to loosen some of that up a little bit. First got with Jazz, I set the expectation of, look, this is what we, this is how I'm moving. This is what I plan to do. And I want you to be involved. And that helps alleviate the assumptions on her end of thinking of what my intentions are. And I think that if fellas and females did a much better job of communicating their expectations and assumptions earlier on, Mm. besides trying to hit all the assumptions that you think that person, who they want you to be, who they want to see you as, they want you to be this, whoever character that you think they want you to be, and that's not even the person who they care about, you know? If you can correct those assumptions and expectations early on, it'll make for a much more fruitful relationship. I agree. I agree. So tell me this. Have y'all in your past dating experiences, because clearly it worked here. Have y'all mm-hmm. ever dated someone and thought it was a green flag and then you realized that it was actually a red flag? 
Yep. Oh my God, have I? <laughs> okay, I'm gonna tell you my story first and I wanna hear y'all's. So okay. my ex used to do this really amazing job at apologizing yeah. um, and admitting his faults in the situation. And, he, and at the time I had learned that like a man that does not apologize or he can't be humble enough to acknowledge his impact in the situation, that's a red flag. You don't want to talk right. to no man where y'all dating, he hurts your feelings or he does something crazy. You tell him and then he's like, I didn't do that. Or, you know, he tries to like gaslight you or invalidate your feelings. So yeah. I had learned that prior to, so then I get into this relationship with this man and I am really believing that he is like the bee's knees because anytime he messes up, he's like on it. Like, baby, I'm so sorry. He bringing me flowers. He doing nice stuff, cooking me dinner, like pulling out all the stops for the apology. Did nobody teach my black ass that like, if they keep apologizing for the same shit over and over again, that's now a red flag. So <laughs> it turned into these really grand apologies over and over and over again and over and over and over again, Jasmine know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, to the point where he would he would like almost like general purposes apologize. Like he hadn't even yeah. done no crazy shit yet, and he was still willing to come in and be humble enough to like apologize for some fuck ups that he was gonna do. Right. And my dumb ass is eating it up, like just eating because <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, y'all, like he's outside apologizing to me again, and he's grand gestures. And okay. He, and he, he like. Oh. <laughs> Stop it. That's like his, that's his MO. That was his thing. That was his thing. Listen, I feel like my boy got off on that. That was like Loki, it would get him hard enough to go out and cheat on me again because he loved <laughs> oh, it. Oh no. And that's really what it is. It's like, ooh, if I I can do whatever and then just come back and talk what I did last time and do it again. Mm. It, it was giving like um bad Christian, you know, like how some Christians have this mindset that like as long as I repent, everything's okay. Yes. That's yeah. that's the exact dynamic that I felt was happening in our relationship where he would be yeah. like, Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm super sorry. I'm so sorry, Cerise. I swear to God, I love you. I swear to God, I love you. And yeah. We literally, like, less than a day later, go out do the exact same thing that he just apologized for me for. Oh, uh, it was crazy. So that was a moment where a green flag quickly turned into a red flag, and then I just let the flag stay on red. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. It's cool. Yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll deal with it. Mm. What about y'all? Mm. I would say, like, crazy enough. I wasn't even in like a full-blown relationship with this person. Like it was probably the longest situationship of my life. <laughs> and <laughs> it was like, it was somebody who, you know, I was friends with. Like we were friends, we respected each other, we were homies, which was cool. Like, you know, we could hang out, we can enjoy each other. But it it was so much inconsistency in the situation. Like. Mm -hmm they would be all in like I'm all about you like you know you my girl I want us to be together it would be so much inconsistency because they're telling me this in one week then the next week it's like completely he'll completely fall off the face of the earth like dang I ain't heard from you like you know and it was just excuse after excuse and like similar to what you just said the apology it wasn't even so much an apology to be honest it was just like you know you're my best friend like it was that was the same thing all the time you know you're my best friend you know I care about you manipulative and I would just I would just fall right back into it like you're right you're right and it was like over so much time to the point where I felt like I couldn't even see my way out of it but mm -hmm. to me it was just the green I mean the red flag in it all was like the blatant disrespect 
and inconsistency and little did I know like it was a reason for all of that like the same stuff he was doing with me he was doing with all these other people mm-hmm. so I'm just like damn you telling everybody across town the same thing like, you got <laughs> the same story and the same line for everybody my boy got a script he got a script he on the phone with okay. you he got his book out he said line two you're my best friend (laughs) I mean it was just like it was the most toxic situation of my life to where like I can't even like have a cordial relationship with that person because the disrespect just got to an all-time high and I feel like like of that that person was so like communicative when they wanted to be Mm -hmm. like I could give you my all this week and then the next week I act like I don't even know who you are, you know? So one of the things that I had to learn in that was like, my value is way higher than what that person was like pricing me at. Like, and they felt like it was okay to keep trying me in the same way, because similar to what you said, I was, I would be eating it up when he Mm -hmm. came back, you know, like, oh, he want to come to where I am. He want to spend time, blah, blah, blah but it wasn't worth it. Like all the stress and the tears and you know, like, that person girl we was th- we, we was in there thick and thin getting drugged by these niggas no lie okay. i also want to note though that jasmine left my ass because look here go this bitch getting married and then here oh i go my God. i ain't Honey, got I a nigga i can myself, bring to the wedding <laughs> i had to myself out of that shit because it was just i mean it was like beyond toxic and yeah, I, I think like my desire to want to make it work was so strong because and you know we've said this before like potential is such a killer like yeah. it is a deceiver i could see all the potentially great qualities in this person like i could see where they could go you know the things they could do the character traits they could work on and I saw it because I believed in that person and I kept hoping that like I could turn it around but Mm -hmm. I couldn't you got to stop trying to train these niggas up like stop wasting your time trying to turn these people these men into people that they're not ready to be yeah or or never told you they wanted to be like they never told you that exactly they never had the desire to you know to pull their shit together and I was wasting my time giving my good years you know (laughs) trying to make this thing work and I just got to the point where I'm just like girl like he don't want it he don't it's not even about you he don't want to be better he don't want to do better at this point so because I knew what I wanted for myself I had to go like period dip dip straight from your doorstep okay Trey Trey you the man so and you know because people people get on me they're like Cerise you know your podcast could potentially be one-sided I'm like no we're gonna have some niggas up there we're gonna give y'all a chance to have your little 10 minutes of fame to tell us some things so what you got the fellas appreciate it but mine uh it, it was a little similar to yours like when somebody likes you too much so I was in college and of course in college like I had titles I did good stuff on campus yada 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 and so I was talking to a young lady and I could tell she really liked me but for me I thought she just liked me for me and her family had money so like she had a little check to spend it whatever didn't mind helping your boy out with anything you know so to me I'm thinking it's all great like oh shawty down the ride you know what I'm saying she good like she don't mind spending money on me she want me for me yada 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 and come to find out like Shawty really was just trying to use me to get clout for herself. Like, oh, and you know what? Like, this remind me of Fresh Prince. You seen that episode of Fresh Prince when the girl that was like kind of ugly, she kept spending money on him, but she was just using him yes. so she could get clout at the, the dance. No, yes. yeah, 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 and yeah, it's yeah. yeah. Like, funny enough, I was listening to um, comedian Earthquake, and he was talking about Chris Brown and Karuchi situation, right? And he was like, I had to put my young dude on game because 
I told him like, if it wasn't for you, Karuchi would have never been famous, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's how I felt like I was getting used in that situation. Like I have a certain aura and, you know, environment that I carry around myself and other people are attracted to that. But what you can't let somebody do is try to come in and make you feel like they're all for you. When really what they want is what you can provide and what you actually mm. give out into the world. And they're pretty much just being a sponge and absorbing everything from you and giving you nothing back. Mm -hmm. And so to me, that's when the green flag of her being like, you know, seem to be down the ride, want to spend the check. That green flag turned red when I realized that she was only doing it to improve her own status and kind of like ride my coattail. Uh oh, Jesus! Not tell him just not, not your man, girl. Bye. Okay, okay, <laughs> go on, honey. Mm -mm. That is so funny. Okay, okay. I mean, I can see that, and I feel like I feel like sometimes green flags can be presumptive, right? Because you get them so early that you're like, oh yeah, this is a this is a go. Like I was talking to this guy, and he was like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna come see you. Like, and we was only like, we only been talking for like two days, and I'm like, oh. mm -hmm. and I'm like, am I being skeptical? Or is this feeling like a, just a little bit too anxious? Like in my mind, realistically, that would be a green flag of a man that wants to, is willing to go ahead and, and make the sacrifice to come into my space and like spend time with me and like be around me. But then I'm like, is this really a green flag? Because right. you don't even know me enough to be willing to like spend your money and your time to come down here. Yeah. Like, mm, let's, but you know, I'm trying to work on that. Cause I'm like, am I, is this boundaries? Is this me like putting up walls? Cause I'm scared. Or is this really like, is something not, not clicking? I'm not sure. Yeah. That's why I'd be getting confused. Like, and I think too, like we have to all do a better job of deciphering. Like, are these just basic ass qualities that a person should have? Like I shouldn't, I shouldn't reward you for being respectful, right? That mm. should be a given. I shouldn't reward you for, you know, wanting to spend time with me. That should be a given if we're in a relationship, right? So yeah. I think we have to like make the distinction between what are just like, what are the prerequisites to even be in my space versus what are the things that are showing me that like, you're going above and beyond. You have intentions here. You want to do the work to make things right because those are the things that set people apart. Anybody could, you know, text you back. Like, oh, he texts me back. It's a green flag. Like, hell no. He should text you back. You know what I'm saying? Like, those are basic things. So I think that's where we have to, like, be a little bit more, like, um, we have to be a little bit more selective between what are the things that I just like basic requirements for even occupying my time? And what are things that are really setting you apart and putting you in the running? Wait, wait, Jasmine, take us to church. The fuck? Honey, <laughs> I'm, because I mean, really like some things are just foundational at its core. Like, oh, he don't curse me out. Like, girl, did you expect him to? Like, that's dumb. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's crazy to me. There are certain things that you should automatically like before you can even pass go, you know what I'm saying? To play my game, like these are the, the core things that you need to have and be ready to provide to me because I'm not gonna, I'm not giving you kudos for doing stuff that you should have already been doing. I, I agree and it goes both ways because I think as a man, like if all you look for are the basic foundational things to check the box off, then you're gonna get a basic foundational relationship. You gotta actually start elevating your mindset elevating what you're looking for elevating what you consider to be the fundamentals of a relationship and that will start to open your eyes on who you look at and how you see women when they come into your environment and how you perceive their intentions when you allow them to enter you know your space and I think 
that's been one of the biggest changes for me. And one of the things that let me know that Jasmine was a good, a good woman, and a, you know, definitely a good choice. Mm, okay. So then let's, let's get into the list. So foundational things that people need to have beyond the whole, you need a job, you need to believe in God and you don't need to mm-hmm. have any felonies. What are the things that like, like you said, Jasmine, okay, respect, what else? Mm-hmm. I feel like respect is a huge one. Like if you don't respect me, <laughs> we really don't have anything. And when I say like respect too, it's like respect my time, respect mm-hmm. like my energy, respect me and how you speak to me and address me. Like those are things that I need. But another thing that I think, you know, people really need to look for is like, what are their patterns? Like, how do I know if you're dedicated? Like, I know you're dedicated because, you know, we go on dates, but you also are dedicated to like, um, being open to make changes. Like one of the things that I think are really important in relationships is like, you know, we come to these relationships as individuals, but you show me you're dedicated when you're willing to like grow and change in certain areas to make the relationship better. And I think when you see that in somebody, it's like, okay, he used to be this way, but because I communicated that that doesn't work for me, I see him making steps, you know, Mm -hmm. to change it, or I see that he's improved in these ways. Like those are things that you need because relationships are always going to change the person that I was at 14 when Trey met me is not the person that I was at 23 when we got back together and it's not the person that I am at 26 about to get married you know like I'm continuing to change so when I see that like you pay attention to those things and that you're open to like grow with me like okay Mm -hmm. this used to work for us but it don't work no more so like we're we're changing in this way to make it work you need that dedication and consistency from somebody Cause that shows you like, I'm in it for the long haul. Like I'm just, I'm just not here, you know, to play with you, but I'm here to like show you that I want to be with you. Not just tell you, I want to be with you, but I'm showing you through who I am, through the, the people that I allow to occupy our space together through, you know, the way I go hard at work because I want to grow our family. Like those mm-hmm. are the keys that I'm like, okay, I see what you're doing over there. Like you didn't tell me that you was doing it for me, but I see that you're doing it and that I'm a part of that, you know? Okay. That's, that's foundational though. That's not like above and beyond. That's just what I need you to have in general to even be in my space. Like when we dating. Well, I feel like some of that is above and beyond because Mm -hmm. you showing me that like you're dedicated to growing as a person to be in relationship with me. That's kind of not basic. Like nobody making drastic personality changes. You know what I'm saying? Just to take you out to lunch. Like that ain't happening. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. You, you just like texting me back and spending a couple of dollars mm-hmm. if you want to be in my space. But you showing me that, okay, the way I used to hang out all night, like that don't really rock for Jasmine no more. Like, let me scale that back. Or the people that I used to hang around with, they're not beneficial to, you know, what we're trying to grow as a couple. Let me scale that back. Like, those are things that are showing me that you are proactively and consciously making changes that are benefiting us as a couple. Mm. So maybe we'll say that being just responsive is like the foundation, but like the actual changes and acts that you do after right. responding. Cause like, I, I definitely get what you're saying about like, Oh, if I bring to you like, Hey, I didn't like that you did this. And you like, I hear you. I understand you. Da, 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 da. That's a responsive thing. Cool. You've said it, but that doesn't right. mean that you've actually gone out to change that behavior. You know, like, Oh, I, I heard you. You said you don't like me hanging out with these niggas. I'm not gonna hang out with these niggas as far as you know, right that's like that that's not going to be above and beyond just yet but at least it's saying I heard you cool right okay okay and then too like to add on top of that is it like okay 
you told me you don't like this and I change it in the short term or like I took it to heart and I internalized that thing and I really became different that's Mm -hmm. the like it's a distinction between those two things as well because I'm not going to keep telling you you know I don't like when you hang out with Brandon and you don't hang out with Brandon for a month but y'all back together after that like what does that mean to me like Mm -hmm. you could change anything temporarily but are you making the moves to like really make this like a lifestyle change you know and I'm not asking for nothing crazy you know yeah but that shows me like dedication and consistency because anybody could change anything to appease you in the short term and I think that piggybacks into the fact that like if people want to be in that situation, then they're going to do things that are conducive to that situation. Literally just thinking that, Trey. That was like at the top of my tongue. I was like, yo, like, because naturally you're going to shift away from doing certain things anyway. Like, I don't need to be in the club every weekend if I got a girl because I got a girl. Like, It's no longer conducive. For, for a guy, when he really wants to get into a relationship and be seriously committed and be down the ride for the long haul with one chick at all the fish in the ocean you pick this one you know Mm -hmm. I think they're so used to going out and being easily catch a fish and you can cook it fry it boil it saute it whatever you want with it you know (laughs) okay for it's gone thank you that's when you give them one you know entity and say like this is what you have to focus on for a lot of guys they've never had that's never been something to accomplish for them everything mm-hmm. has always been keep your options open don't get bogged down with one thing don't let one thing hold you back always diversify your portfolio you know <laughs> stuff like that that so when it comes to now you got to put all your eggs into one basket and be comfortable with all your eggs being in that basket and also know that that basket ain't gonna never let your eggs crack yeah which That's- goes to which goes to episode one series women weren't taught that like it was yeah. the complete no. opposite of we that. literally were like, taught you you get one basket you better figure out what exactly you. you want that damn basket to look like and how many eggs you want it to hold and you go get that basket and you don't stop yep. until you get that basket yep <laughs> i would say and for guys it's, it's a big change in maturity level mm. like you got to start to understand yourself more to know what is what's good for you now in your 20 25 30s versus what'll be good for you when you're 35 40 45 you know and how if you could better set yourself up now it'll make that 40 45 year old life much easier because i have pro fights who i look at all the time and i'm like okay you got kids and a wife at home but yet you still out in the clubs Mm. tricking off doing whatever 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 it's the tricking off for home. me you know? <laughs> okay you're spending all family man. money on these hoes okay can't be my man it, it, well, cj can't me. get no dinosaur chicken nuggets because you out at the club <laughs> exactly because you at the strip club throwing all i wanted away oh me, but those are the same guys who you see lose focus when it comes to everything else in life you mm. know they can't say i want this for this and that's it right it's mm. always keep your options open and i think when it comes to fellas, this one thing I try to talk about dudes all the time was like, they asked, asked me, how did you know when you were ready to get married? And I told them like, I had to be okay with leaving the old me behind okay, and moving mm-hmm. forward. And knowing that that was fun and that was good. And I could always go back to that, but that's not what's going to make me better. Hello. Mm, that's a green flag. There you go, Jasmine. Green flag. Hello. Do, 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 do. Talk about it. Cause then, okay. Cause then that, you made me think of something else, Trey, like, Cause you know, everybody grows, which is one of my biggest, like sometimes my bigger emotional detachments from marriage is this idea that like, 
what if I fall in love with you now and you are everything I need you to be at 27 and then you're not at 35? And like, what, what does that like continuation of green flags continuing to show up and show themselves in our relationship look like right. as we grow and we change? Because like the dynamic that we have and the love that we have and it's just us two will look different when there's a baby now in the picture or will yeah. look different 10 years down the road. And like, what new green flags am I looking for? Or do I need? And like, are we in an emotional space to continue to share those, to praise those, to say like, babe, I'm so proud of you because you really handled that situation like top tier. Like I, yeah. I, this is a new side of you, right? And it's like, what if you don't ever get that no more? And so then the love that we had at 27 is like literally the love that we had at 27. Yeah. And that's why people say like, oh, we felt, you know, like older people who get a divorce. Oh, we fell out of love. Like that's where it goes back to like, what I mentioned about you need to be with somebody who is like committed to the growth and committed to the ride. Like mm -hmm. we say, we, I mean, granted we 26, 27 about to get married. Right. Who knows what I'm going to need in a green flag when we have our first kid or how mm -hmm. that's going to look different when we had a third, you know what I'm saying? Those things are going to continue to change. But I believe that Trey and I have built a solid enough foundation to where I could tell him like, Hey babe, this, in this certain area of our lives that used to work for me but it really doesn't work for me anymore at this point because of these reasons and this is what I need right because at that point I've communicated what I need from you but I believe that because of the commitment that we have to each other that he's going to hear me and then he's going to take those things and try to apply them right it might mm -hmm. not be in the exact way that I want him to apply them but at least he's like okay this is my wife or this is my girlfriend or this is whoever and I want us to make it work like in the long run. So I'm willing to, you know, hear her out in these areas and make the necessary changes that I might need to make to make it work and vice versa, because people are going to continue to change. You're exactly right. But I know at the fundamental level, like, okay, those things I don't believe are going to change. You know, like, I don't, I don't think he's going to stop loving his mama or I don't think, you know, <laughs> he's going to denounce Christianity or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then like, to me, like, I'm going to say, I'm going to take it a level up. Like, I'm going to call it a gold flag. Like, his commitment to want to, like, make it work, no matter mm, what, that's, that's a the gold one. flag. That's the okay? one. That's, that's the, the one. one. So when I have my first baby and I don't want to, you know, go out every Friday night like we used to, you know, I know he's going to hear me and maybe he'll say, okay, babe, like, I hear you, but I can't give it up completely. Like, maybe we go out once a month, you know, or something like that. That's when you have those communications with your partner and be honest about what you need and trust that they're going to do the right thing by you to, to figure out a way to make it work. That's the level of commitment and green flag that I want from a man. Like a exactly. man that I know is always willing to say like, you may not show up on your, as your best. You may make mistakes. You may like do things that piss me off or bother me or annoy me. I may not be my best, but at the end of the day, I'm always foundationally always going to be committed to you in this. Right. And like, if I'm not, I'm also going to respect you enough to tell you, I don't want to do this shit no more. Like, yep. and it's no convincing, like it's no convincing me at this point. I made up my mind. I'm sticking with it. And I'm letting you know, cause I respect you enough to tell you, I don't want to be here no more. And I yeah. feel like that's such a hard green flag quality to find in someone. Cause it's like, it takes so much time to get to know them, to know that about them and to have them feel that way about you. But mm -hmm. like, that's how I know I love. And that's why I think sometimes I'm fearful of love and relationships because I, like you said, I'm not necessarily the kind of woman where I feel like every nigga I'm with is like the best nigga. But mm -hmm. if I really do like him, I'm going to want, I know how I'm going to feel about him and how much I'm going to want that to work. And like that was at my detriment in my last relationship 
because for him I think it was a green flag for him of like she's gonna keep me around because she does love me and she does care about me so I can keep doing whatever the hell I want to because I always got somewhere to come back to right and like I need that energy reciprocated or it's a no-go for me and niggas don't be yeah. that energy these days child and it's that's okay. why I say it's it's not just a commitment to the relationship like you have to be committed to that person, to that relationship, and committed to yourself. Yes. And if, mm-hmm. if the three don't align, then the rest ain't going to work out. Yeah, that's a good point, honey. Because, too, one of the things that I think about, like, I know I want to be a good wife. You know what I'm saying? I know mm-hmm. I want to be a good partner to Trey. I believe he wants to be, you know, all those things to me as well. I'm committed to him. I'm committed to seeing it through, but I'm committed to doing what I need to do as well. And I think that's where a lot of times we looking for other people to have all these green flags and admirable traits and characteristics, you know, but have you looked at yourself? Like, have mm-hmm. you checked yourself and your behavior? Because I could tell you, like, I came into the relationship with all this baggage and all this stress and all these niggas who, you know, <laughs> drug me through the mud, you know? So it came, I came with a level of like, you know, defensiveness to a certain extent. And I like to be very honest, I did not handle conflict well. Like I shut down. I don't want to talk about it. I could hold grudges, all those things. But because I'm committed to like doing my best in a relationship, those are things that I had to check. And I ain't gonna say I'm perfect at it, but you know, it's funny because like if we argue or disagree about something, I might take like an hour, you know, like I need an hour by myself to get it together. And we celebrate that hour, honey, because the hour used to be a couple days, you know? So I'm grown. <laughs> you know I'm changing. But that's also a green life. flag though, Jasmine, because yes. like that's that self-reflective green flag, which is one that's really big to me. Like I'm very big on wanting to be with someone that is self-reflective because I understand that we're all not perfect, but I need you to prioritize your time of understanding who you are and how you show up and how you can consistently push for your growth. It may not ever be a time, Jasmine, where you are ever going to be the kind of woman where you are ready to talk about it immediately after it happens. But as that time increment decreases or as you become more aware and understanding of what you need to make that time span like efficient for you so you can come back and be ready to solve when the time comes, like that level of self-reflection is something that's beyond admirable that is going above and beyond in a relationship okay so if you had to make your top five green flags of things that you are looking for or you were looking for or that you needed what would they be um either one of you can go first and then i'll go last top five green flags you're talking like foundational or high level any all of the above it could be a minute okay um, my top five green flags. One is definitely like intelligence. It's like I can tell when a chick opens her mouth and starts to speak, whether, you know what I'm saying? She's educated, has a high level of intellectual ability, and we can hold a discussion about more than what's on Instagram, mm. you know? Um, two is definitely physical attraction. I mean, to me, I'm always going you got to have a good face. I can't fix your face, but we can work on the body. Oh, um, <laughs> oh <three>. my God. <laughs> I was not Lee. expecting that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Three. Three would be a good uh, family dynamic. Mm-hmm. Just like, because I'm really big on my family and I know that my family is big on family. So I know if I brought anybody else into that situation whose family to them was like, a weird thing all they know is friends and people who they grew up with in the neighborhood i know that would be a very big tension point that could create 
some issues later on down the line. Okay. Number four. Um, number four. Oh, I should have put that as number one, but definitely God fearing, like has a relationship with God. They don't have to necessarily go to church or attend church every day, but at least do something that is developing your spiritual connection with your creator. Mm -hmm. And then number five, I would say is somebody who is like real down to earth can kick it. You got to have a chill personality because you know me, I'm chill. <laughs> so if you at a thousand all the time, I'm going to be at negative a thousand and we ain't going to get nothing accomplished, but <laughs> I need somebody who, you know what I'm saying, who can have the energy and have fun when we're having fun, but then also be able to sit on the couch and just watch TV and be okay to sit in silence too, you know? Okay. Okay. I would say, and it, I mean, not necessarily in a particular order, but first one is definitely like a relationship with God. Like not just, you know, I know who he is, but I personally have to be in relationship with somebody who spiritually like is seeking God, like does the work that it takes to grow that relationship. Because to me, that's like, that's super important. So definitely a strong spiritual relationship with God, mm -hmm. similar to Trey, um, somebody who puts like strong value on the aspect of family, like everybody's family backgrounds are different, but at least somebody who like respects what family is, um, who desires to build family, stuff like that is very important to me. Mm -hmm. um, three would be strong communication skills. Oh my goodness. Like communication <laughs> is so, so key. Like people say it all the time, but communication can make or break a relationship. So somebody who, you know, is already a strong communicator or somebody who at least is like open to developing in that area is very important um number four would be someone who's compassionate mm -hmm. I feel like compassion is one thing that a lot of people don't talk about in relationships but I feel like it's so key because if you're compassionate towards me you're not always expecting me to be perfect or always expecting me to get it right but you're compassionate enough where if there are situations where I do fall short, mm -hmm. you can communicate those things to me from a loving place and be willing to work on it with me. So I would say compassion is a big one. And then the fifth one I would probably say is um, like hard work and dedication. I can't stand a lazy, I can't stand a lazy person, but I definitely can't stand a lazy man. Like if you don't have drive or ambition to like get out there and work hard, you know, get the bag, build for the future, stuff like that. We really can't be together because we, I mean, you could be broken happy, but you need to, I need a man that shows me like, you know, he's hardworking, he's dedicated to doing what needs to be done to like build a future for us. So mm -hmm. those are my five. Okay, okay. My five are going to be also like Jasmine said, no particular order. Um, I'm going to start actually with longstanding friendships. Family does matter to me, but also I do understand that everybody does not have those same experiences. Um, but I do think that a man that doesn't have a lot of friends or don't have a lot of friends from like long, long spats or like all their friends are from like the last couple of months or they just move from click to click. That's, I don't know about that. I need somebody because like I'm a very big person on like loyalty and relationships. So how are y'all 
how are you moving and what's happening in your life if you don't have long-standing relationships? So when I meet a man that's like, yeah, this has been my homie for like, since I was a kid or I, you know, I move with the same people, loyalty to me, that's a, a sign that loyalty is big to you. So I like that. Um, definitely the empathy. I need a man with empathy and like, is he moves with grace. He has emotional intelligence. Like I cannot stand men that do that shit like oh um i'd be like oh yeah i'm not feeling good or i don't know i think i'm feeling a little depressed lately they'd be like you be all right like <laughs> uh okay um no thank you i don't want to date you because you don't you don't even know how to connect to what i'm experiencing that's weird right um i'm also going to definitely you know like i said self-reflective somebody that's willing to look inside themselves and like, think about, okay, this is how I could be a better man or how I could be a better person on a consistent basis, um, which also to me aligns to self-responsibility. I cannot mm-hmm. stand people that get uncomfortable when you tell them something that they've done or something that they've said or something that uh, impact that they've had on you and they gaslight you or they invalidate you or they run from that encounter because they're uncomfortable with saying like, you hurt my feelings. Yeah. Like, accountability makes them so uncomfortable that they're like, nah. I can't even deal with you. You just outlandish for telling me that I hurt your feelings. I don't like that. Um, so then I guess I'm going to say five. Ooh, five is so hard. I feel like I need like 10. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm going to definitely go with communicates openly. Uh, I, spirituality matters to me and somebody that believes in God definitely matters to me, but I feel like that's like a foundational thing. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I would ever even let it get past the point of a man is like, yeah, I'm Muslim. Like, oh, okay. It was so nice. Yeah. Here. take care it was so nice meeting you but no i'm gonna say communicates openly because like that's a big green flag because people that are willing i mean and i don't even you don't have to get into the vulnerability of telling me your childhood trauma or how your daddy never picked you up after school he forgot about you but you definitely (laughs) should be able to tell me i am mad and i need time or i did not like when you said this this hurt my feelings i hate when like men bring up arguments or conversations and they like try to tell you something that happened and you're like oh well can you give me an exact like example or experience of when that happened and i did that and they're like right i don't keep track of that like (laughs) right okay i can't be a better person if you're not telling me how i did it or what happened so Mm -hmm. someone that's open to communicating openly are definitely my top five things um of course we can definitely go for another honorable mention eight or nine because there's so many green flags i know looking for working on not creating a list because people keep telling me stop creating a list but also like i want to make sure i don't forget things and i don't want to get trapped or end up with somebody i don't like that much because they trash so (laughs) but i appreciate y'all so much this was so great this is why i be talking this is why i knew y'all be perfect of course thank you for having us y'all the best yes truly the best um it was amazing. I can't wait uh, for us to connect again in real life and do more fun things um, so we can see more green flags in real life between you two so I can admire y'all from afar in October and be like, look at this. Yes, wedding season coming up. We got lots to do, lots I mean, of events. I'm so excited. It's going to be lit. It's going up. It's an amazing time. Black love yes. is still in. It's still dope. We still looking for it. Um, and with that, I'm going to caveat into the next episode is going to be about red flags. So we ready to talk about these dog ass niggas and they bullshit. I'm just kidding. <laughs> nah, we're going to talk about um, in general, just red flags in a relationship, red flags, you know, that we brought to the table that whatever, um, or just red flags that we've seen from people. And we be like, oh, hell no, I got a blast. So right. thank, y'all. thank y'all for listening to Canley Brass, the podcast. We up and we out.